Welcome to the Break the Chains, Find Your Flame podcast. My name is Steve Wopolinik. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and one of the founders of the Promethean Project. Our guests are people who have broke the chains of their limitations and found the strength of their potential. We offer their stories as inspiration and as guidance to help others navigate their quest to find their flame. Welcome to episode three. Today on the podcast, we have a friend of mine, Johnny Tran, um, a Marine, a leader, an all-around awesome guy. Uh, Johnny and I first met when he was in high school, a youth leadership program through Springfield College, and we'll talk a little bit about that. It was called Laces, and that's the first time I encountered Johnny. Uh, really vibrant, awesome guy, really funny, and You'll hear a little bit about how that's followed him around and his journeys through leadership training, um, building a sense of community, the rules of positive attraction. Um, we we kind of touch upon everything. Johnny's a, a, a renaissance man. He's He dabbles in a little bit of everything, and he, he excels at everything he puts his mind to. So catching up with him today was really fun, really exciting to see what's on the horizon for him and really just really good to sit down with someone who's so positive in the face of negativity and has connections to a network of awesome people he's he's just a good guy his mind's in the right place he can kind of interpret things and 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 adjust to things really quickly and in a good good pace and you know he loves giving back to his community he loves the people who he serves he loves the people who he trains just just a warmth of a guy if, if anyone really uh, was the epitome of warmth and caring it was is Johnny Tran um, you know he it, it comes through in the interview too that he's really just an all-around good guy um, he's not paying me for this either like and I couldn't be more proud of him um, so I'll just stop gushing for now but um, uh, we have a good podcast coming up. We sit down. We talk about all these things. We talk about his role in community and how community plays a really good uh, supportive role in his life and the importance of that to heal or, or to kind of motivate towards um, goals and achievements. So without further ado, episode three, Johnny Tran starts now. In a world where humanity's potential is imprisoned and locked away, our only hope is to break the chains and find our flame. So, I mean, you got me just in time, too. I just got over, like, allergies this whole week. It was just, I couldn't talk at all and had stuffy nose. Yeah, the allergies are really terrible, um, especially with the weather we've been having. Mm-hmm. They've just been killing people over there. Yeah. I have a Jeep, so my doors are usually down, so I'm just, like, getting everything. I'm like, oh. All right, so Johnny Tran, episode three. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. It's been a while since I've seen you. I know we've bumped into each other a couple times. Across a couple paths. Eating yeah. some steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to start off, I, I just want you to kind of give us a summation of, not your life story, because mm-hmm. that could take a while, but just really... <laughs> Uh, who you are and kind of your journey to get to where you've been and what you're up to now oh man i mean i'm still building right now i mean it's constantly building but uh let's see uh oldest in the family i can start with that i mean i've always been not in the spotlight but like looked up to as like the older and like the older brother the older cousin like everyone had high expectations for me so i was kind of not pushed into it but like something i was more i guess got comfortable with uh, let's see. I mean, I've been through different leadership programs. I mean, that's where I met you through a leadership program at yeah. Springfield College, and then I mean, it just blew up from there. I mean, now um, running a restaurant. I had a meal prep business for a little bit. Had to stop for a little bit because got too busy. Um, let's see, I uh, got into real estate, and I'm a United States Marine. So. 
I love how you just dropped the the last line. Oh, I'm a marine. Yeah, she's like, no big deal, you know. Yeah, like, awesome just, stuff, man. Yeah. Um, so, well, why don't we start with the leadership stuff because that's mm-hmm. where I met you, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to follow up with you because last time we ran into each other, we were talking about just how many. Uh, balls you were juggling up in the air, mm-hmm. uh, all your interests and, and things of that nature. So, um, what grade did you? What grade were you in when you did the Springfield Laces program? I think I was that program. I was right before. Like I think I was just right before going into college. So it was like a, so twelfth grade plus, I guess. So. Oh yeah. So uh, so for our listeners who don't know. Um, me and a couple of my friends used to run this program called the Laces Program at Springfield College where we would have a youth come in and we'd do a youth leadership group for two weeks. First week, we'd just do a lot of leadership activities. We'd take them out to uh, East Campus, which was a ropes course area, uh, to do um, a lot of like positive challenges on uh, high ropes and low ropes courses. And then the second week, they would come in and stay in the dorms and um, work on doing some community give back programs. They would, they would kind of see what interest they had there and then they would do some research and then do a presentation at the end of the year. Sounds about right? Right. And in between they got to sample some really good food, go swimming, <laughs> rock, rock climbing, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, long weeks, but um, really fun and really solidifying the groups that we were with. Um, so really cool that you were able to do that. Uh, so not to put you on the spot, but what was one of the biggest um, takeaways you got from the leadership program? Oh, let's see. I mean, kind of tough. The presentation I remember was just I was kind of tough with public speak- speaking. Mm-hmm. But like throughout that, I've been developing it more with everything I've done through my work and Marines. I have to public speak all the time. Mm-hmm. And just actually just, I mean, the friendships, I mean, it, you, I mean, it was over 10 years ago, and here we are today, so. Right, yeah. I mean, I've, I learned a lot. I mean, it was, again, a leadership course, so, I mean, it was just an add to my utility belt, I guess, of things I've learned throughout my life, so. That reference to a utility belt, like, really fits into my office. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and for those who don't know, we're in my office right now, and uh, it's just covered with superhero Captain America stuff, so. Every time I hear utility belt, obviously I go Batman route <laughs> and it just kind of connects. Uh, so so it's funny to me to hear that the presentation was, the speaking was really tough because I remember, I think you were in my group, mm-hmm. um, that we, you're just like boisterous in general, right? So you have this um, quality to you where you're funny, <laughs> right? Don't get... Take the compliment. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> me, me, uh, me, me. <laughs> uh, you're funny, but you're also a pretty mean dancer from what we saw at the restaurant. Oh, you remember that? Huh? Uh, so <laughs> it's funny to hear that, like the the public speaking was a little bit of a uh, intense thing for you. Yeah, I mean, I've never really liked being on the spotlight. I mean, even my birthday, I tried to. I don't even tell people my birthday. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago, and nobody at work knew until like three days after. Well, you, you work in a Texas Roadhouse. Yes. And we know birthday surprises there are something special, right? Oh, there's a saddle, there's... Yeah, there's a saddle, there's a lot of noise, and everyone yeah brings attention to you. And it can be embarrassing at times, but it's, it's all good fun. <laughs> Great. Uh, so that was the Springfield Leadership Group. Have you done other leadership groups? Uh, let's see. Before that, I mean... Right before that, I went to Leadership Academy, which was through my high school, which was for my NJROTC program. So I was down in Newport, Rhode Island, and that's actually where they uh, they train like naval officers as well. So I was able to do different things there and you know, a leadership course. And I mean, I learned to sail and different oh, stuff. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so that's that was I was actually just talking about that last week to somebody, and then I mean, I mean, I guess uh, after a couple of weeks of learning like at, at Roadhouse serving I kind of became they call it the training coordinator so I actually was in charge of all the training that happened there nice and then from there it bumped me up to a corporate trainer so that's where I was going up opening different stores for Texas Roadhouse and like again it's like you basically on a corporate level they have like all these classrooms and it's teaching but like teaching the menu teaching the culture Mm-hmm. And then, like, just presentations and just public speaking. So I, instead of, like, having one or two 
servers I'm training, I'm having like a group of 20, 25, and all eyes on me. So I was like, no, no room for mistakes, but it's all good fun at the same time. And then, of course, uh, Marine Corps is just surrounded by leadership you know, right, yeah. program. So that's great. And then I'm still constantly learning. I mean, I'm in my way of getting promoted. I mean, I have a couple junior Marines under me right now that um, I'm mentoring. So I, I guess I'm in that leadership role. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you're so humble about it. You're like, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's like, in a leadership uh, role. I, like I said, I don't like the spotlight. It's, we always right. try to stay humble. But I, I mean, I think that's really great with presenting and kind of teaching mm-hmm. is that you have to find a, an attitude that really fits for you. I'm sure there's, I'm sure you've experienced a lot with going through Marines and boot camp and, and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. A lot of different uh, teaching styles or a lot of leadership styles. Uh, and really finding one that, that fits your personality is going to make it a hundred times better for you, but also a hundred times better for the people that you're, you know, bringing up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, like, I, I, I see that the same way because I've been surrounded by different leaders as well. And the way I see it, it's like you don't always have to like their style of leadership, but at least you learn something from their leadership is that's what I take away from Right. So, like, say, like, it's, like, a room where you're building a house. It's, like, you're you're pulling different things from other people's leadership that you want to add to, like, your your room. So, you, you don't like the, their curtains, but you want your curtains this, a certain way. So, it's, right. like, it's your certain way of, like, you're building yourself at the same time, but learning from other people, I guess that's the best way to say it. No, I think, I think that analogy of, like, building a room or building a house is mm-hmm. really smart because when when you think about it is every house you've stayed at there's probably been really positive things you've liked about it or things you didn't like about it mm-hmm. and you kind of keep that in your mind and you're like oh when i make my own house i'm I not gonna this, have these yeah. shelves i'm gonna have these shelves mm-hmm. or these curtains like you're saying and that applies really through anything but specifically through leadership and, and, and training and teaching so i really dig that that's really cool um and, and i think that's one of the things i really focus on too is um i tell people when i counsel them they think, oh, you're, you know, you're the business person. You're the, that's not the word I want. <laughs> you're yeah. the professional. That's yeah. the one I want. Professional. I'll edit that out. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you're the professional, so I'm going to sit and you're going to talk to me and tell me what to do, and then I'll choose if I want to do it or not. But I, I think my biggest thing is I learn just as much from the people who come in through the door, who I coach through personal training or through nutritional counseling or through, you know, therapy. I like to learn from them too and really I, I think that creates a more solid relationship when you're trying to help people out or, or teach people is, yeah. is if you can get something from what they bring to it they'll feel valued and that will go a longer way than if I'm just like hey do this and work on breathing and eat right and do that but I'm not going to tell you anything else mm-hmm. you just need to listen <laughs> um, so very valid point um, so I know I mentioned this before we started, but I really want to get into your call sign. Um, can you let people know what that is? Is that? Yeah, I guess I could say. Yeah, I mean, I don't really talk too much about it, but yeah, I mean, I I go by call sign Jester because I mean, I use humor a lot for different situations. I mean, comic relief. I mean, especially when I'm out with like Marines and stuff like that. Like, there's times where situations where it's just like, I mean, like any other job, you just don't want to be there, or just it's tough and. I mean, I'll crack a joke, and it's just kind of be fun to be with, and it kind of stuck, so. Right, so did you start that, or did someone? I kind of started it, I said it, and then it just, like, kind of carried on from there, and now it's, like, on everything I own. It's, like, the Jester, the Jester, <laughs> like, the Court Jester. It's, like, That's like, then, it's a cool like, name, though. Yeah. Like, impaired with, like, I, I know that sometimes you, you have, like, the Punisher symbol mm-hmm. a lot, too. So I, I've, just through your social media accounts and talking to you, it's, like, Every time I see the Punisher, I immediately think, think of, of that call sign and you mm-hmm. now just because of the exposure to them. Oh, I, I never thought about that way, I guess, yeah. So, that's funny. Um, yeah. Which is pretty cool because, you know, w- like we said, like I saw you one summer mm-hmm. years ago, ten, yeah, <laughs> ten, years, ten ago, years ago, just and bumped so into you randomly, but like still can have a, a conversation about how you're doing and checking in and oh, absolutely yeah i recognize you right away too it's like I, i've been following you since too and it's i'm seeing all this like stuff that you've been doing i mean your office right now is actually really cool to, to look at and listen to your journey too so oh, i appreciate that man 
Um, so where are you at now, right now? Because you said you're juggling a bunch of stuff. If you had to lay out like the future for you, like what does that look like? Oh, what are you that, thinking about? That's that's tough. I I, I felt like that com- that uh, question was coming up soon, but to be honest, I, I'm not too exactly sure. I'm, I'm at that point right now where I guess you call it a crossroad where I can I have a lot of opportunities, but I'm trying to figure out right now is which direction I want to focus most of my energy towards because. There's, I mean, there's three different careers I've been going to right now. And, I mean, I get into real estate. I mean, the main reason why I got into real estate in the first time, place was, I, honestly, I hated real estate. I was looking for a house. Yeah. Um, no one was taking me serious because I was young. And I was like, but, like, I, I was still looking. And I kind of was, like, turned off by real estate. And then one day somebody gave me their card at the Roadhouse, which was funny. And he was Kirk Weingarten. I remember his name. And, yeah, he just said, like, Dude, I love your style, I love your energy. It was like, did you ever think about doing real estate? And at the same time, I was, in my head, I was like, I was just kind of complacent where I was. I'm like, I want to do something different. And I never thought about real estate, but I was like, maybe I'll give it a try. And I gave him a call and right. sat down with a business meeting, listened to him talk, and then got more into it. And I just, it was just a learning experience. And it's just, I was talking on the phones, talking to people, I mean, just grabbing listings, just having normal conversations with people over the phone. And I started liking it and just learning a skill. And, he was telling me all this money I could make, and and I just remember in the beginning, I was like, it never was about the money. It's just like I just wanted to learn something different, and again, like adding something to my utility belt, and um, I just it started blowing up. But I put that aside for a little bit because at Roadhouse right now they need help because my our marketing manager or market partner, I should say, uh, he's out right now. He is up in New Hampshire running that store. Mm-hmm. It's like a promotion because that's our training store. So I'm there full time. Base, yeah, I'm there full time. And he asked me before he left if I wanted to be a salary manager, and like basically go further with the company. And that's something. I mean, I've been there forever. I started as a busboy, and now I am like leading shifts, running shifts, opening stores. And it's great, but it's not something I originally wanted to do. It's just something I kind of developed and got better with, and it's just second nature there. Right. And then on the other hand, we have the Marine Corps, where it's like I love it. I mean, I love the benefits. I love everything I do. I mean. And again, it's not about the money. Nobody join, joins the Marine Corps for the money, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it's just a it's a lot of learning I've developed with the Marine Corps. And I just so like any other job, there's days where it sucks, and there's j- jobs when, or days when it's awesome. But and then I know if I ever when I do leave the Marine Corps, I know I regret it later down the road because mm-hmm. it's it's still a fun job, and I've built a lot of memories and friendships and bonds that i've couldn't do outside of marine corps right so i'm so right now yeah i'm at a crossroads trying to figure out where i want to focus most of my energy to build and like i guess develop myself nice very cool i think one of the things i'd like to get into and we can do it now if you want to or if we can do it in in a couple minutes is uh that bond that you mentioned with the marine corps Mm -hmm. i've been um you know jocko Jocko, sounds familiar. I can't remember his last name. He has a podcast. He's on Joe Rogan all the time. Huh. I'm about to look him up. Um, well, anyways, you can look him up. But like, I, I believe he was a Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a podcast that's really cool. And I, I was actually listening to him either on Tim Ferriss or, or Joe Rogan one of the times he's he's come on. And they were talking about just the brotherhood that's that kind of is created through going through some serious stuff or Mm -hmm. or spending so much time together and and that how a lot of times if you step away from that it's like you're actually missing family members and it becomes really pertinent um and and you kind of hinted at that a little bit about like stepping away and and having a difference um Mm -hmm. would you agree with that like no yeah absolutely i mean you gotta think of like a sports team like i mean like think of your favorite think of your favorite sports team if you're on it and you're you're trained together, you get this bond. You guys are really good at what you do, and then once maybe you get benched and you see your team doing all this without you, or you get hurt or something like that, and you can't really be there for them, but you want to be part of that, and it's it it's, it's kind of hurt to be away from that. And again, especially like and with the Marine Corps or any military in general, it's like uh, I'm trying to say the best way to put this, it's like your mind has to be before we ever do anything, our mind has to be set with home so or our mind should be fine with home so if you have something going at home like your mind shouldn't be over there if right. it's financial like 
boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, anything like that, you want to make sure everything there is like all set, like good, and like fine. So when you are with your your team or whatever, um, your focus is with them, not back at home. So and it's it's a bond that we do build because I mean we've been through a lot. We we bleed, we sweat, we laugh, we cry all together, and mm-hmm. you don't get that with like no like coworkers. I mean some might, but like for us. I mean, we are, there's days where we're just, we have it, but like, we all we, at, there's days where we're, it's hard, to, I'm just trying to figure out where to put this, like, there's days where it's just, like, you had it, it's like you're rock bottom, but all you have is each other. And, right. So. That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can tell just how, it's hard to put words to it, yeah. right? Because it's, it's, you're going through something so intense that, you know, other people probably don't mm-hmm. understand. They, they probably glimpse a little bit about that, but being in the mix like that and, and, and being together and having each other as supports day in and day out through the good and the bad, that's something that we don't really see all the time in, in just everyday life, right? Like I can come in here and know that the office staff is going to support me through my billing <laughs> or whatever, but that's just not as anywhere near as intense as what, what you were talking about. And so, um, I think it makes sense to like it's really hard to convey that Mm -hmm. that point i do like that topic though of of being present right is that's what it sounded like you were alluding to is like making sure you're good to go so that your mind isn't distracted by these other things going on important things Mm -hmm. right but like you're in that moment you're mindful and you're present in that moment so that you guys can be there for each other absolutely um has that carried out into any of your other endeavors that mindfulness or that presentness uh explain uh so that ability to be when you're so you're juggling a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that ability to be present in this one aspect that you're doing in that moment as opposed to your mind being on like texas roadhouse while you're doing real estate or or you know your own catering line like yeah yeah no it's yeah it's tough because there's times where you just got to shut off one thing i know you're saying yeah shut off one thing so you can focus on another thing and that's where it's tough right now for me because i'm trying to that's what I was saying when I was at a crossroads where I'm trying to focus most of my energy in one aspect instead of focusing on all like four or five where I'm juggling. Like I know, I mean, I'm doing well, but I know I could do much better in one area instead of all five areas. It's like, it, but um, what you're saying with the whole shutting off and I guess, yeah, I have a great team with my my team, my Marines. They're all training. They do their own things. So when I do my, when I'm a step away at the same time, I know they're comfortable what they're doing. And I can focus on work. And it's funny because my boss is the same way right now. He's he's down in North Carolina with family stuff, mm-hmm. but he knows he's able to do that because the team that he set up back home it can run the restaurant for him so instead right. of like having him be home, like worried, stressed out about the family stuff that he's going on, and then have to worry about. What's going on at home? Is the restaurant going to be okay? Is it going to be burnt down when I get back? So. Right. <laughs> Which is a valid fear for yeah. restaurants. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're grilling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think has been really helpful for you to, to... And again, like shutting down is a good way to say, but also just focusing on the here and now, right? Like you are you can still think about that, still have those thoughts, but taking that, that pull, that attraction that's pulling you away and bringing mm-hmm. it back to like what you're doing in that moment. Um, what's been more most helpful for that for you? I think it really honestly it's just the people I surround myself with. Like if when I'm at work, it's I'm with those managers and they know they need me, so I want to be there for them. And I'm I'm, I'm just constantly working, my hands on, and checking them with them. They're checking on me, and then same with the Marines. Like, well, while we're doing our stuff, it's like we're looking out for each other. I mean, we're as strong as the guy to the left or right of us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and just in in my personal life, just surrounding myself with positive people all the time. So. Right. You were just saying that um, you're going to see Endgame tonight. Yes, I am. And that you, you uh, one of your buddies dropped out, but you were able to pick up another buddy to mm-hmm. to, to go with you. So probably good community of people around. Yeah, you. absolutely. Which I try to because I mean I've been through like 2019 has been a I've been a pretty rough year for me. And, um, all things considering, I'm doing pretty well for myself. And I'm glad uh, and <laughs> thank you. And just yeah, but again, it's I have to thank the people I've been surrounding myself with, like. Um, just the positive energy is like I try to stay away from negativity, a lot of drama. I mean, you can't escape it. I mean, you you gotta figure a way to embrace it and overcome those at those adversities. But 
but at the same time when you're surrounding yourself with these positive people it gives you a little edge on dealing with certain things so right have you ever heard of the law of attraction that theory of the law yes. of attraction mm-hmm. uh just for those listening it's, it's a, the basic rundown of it i guess would be is uh what you put out into the universe is is kind of what you get back from mm-hmm. the universe so if if you're constantly putting negativity out that's that's what's going to flavor your your lens of how you take things back in and if you put positivity out that's that's mm-hmm. how it kind of comes back and that's just what kind of screamed out to me when yeah. you're talking about that really trying to stay away from the negative stuff even though like you're not in a bubble so it's gonna gonna mm-hmm. influence your sphere um but really taking that and kind of twisting it on its head and, and trying to find the positive light and in, in some of the negative stuff that does happen to us which is really tough. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for anyone to really do because we get stuck in this, especially especially if we go through something like crazy significant, we can feel like victims. And sometimes we are victims of those, those mm-hmm. situations. Uh, but then we can just wallow in that place if, if we let ourselves. And, and, and I don't mean like, oh, don't have emotion. I mean, like allow yourself that space to I'm have so. that emotion. And then at some point there's this idea of, Okay, what's my responsibility in this situation? Not Absolutely. for what happened, but for how I can I can start moving forward. Yeah, and it's it's, those, it's the things you do in those times that really like define you. It's like you can either take those like times where it's hard times, of course, and you just like mope around, you sit around, you get unmotivated. And there's a time to mourn. There's a time to like, I guess, feel sorry for yourself. And then there's also a place where you need to get up and you gotta start getting back. Like you know, like your life is still going. Things around you are still happening, and you gotta make sure you got to keep on going or else like, you can't stay com- stagnant or complacent. Right. And, and so I've actually been listening. It's really funny because I was at my sister's house the other day and we watched uh, an episode of Forged in Fire. Have you seen that? No, I heard about it though. It's, it's, I can't remember what channel it's on, maybe <laughs> Discovery or something. Uh, it's this idea of they have forgers come in and they're like, okay, you have to make this knife. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. They have to make some knife or sword and they don't really get the plans for it. They see what the knife was. They can feel it. And then it's not like they get unlimited metal. They're like, oh, but you have to use this bumper of this truck to make the <laughs> knife. So they have to melt it down and, and, and condition it. Um, not that that's really important, but there was a saying when we were watching an episode recently that's really resonated with me in this this idea of simple versus easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can confuse those two a lot that like, oh, simple means easy. So if something simple should be an easy time to do it, um, but it's it, they're definitely not the same thing. And the example they used in the show was running a marathon is simple, right? You just run for twenty six point two miles. Yeah. That's the only thing you have to do is run that far. It's not easy by any means. And I and I think just that looking at the connotation of, of those two words and how they often get used for each other, kind of fits into what we're talking about, right? Like the idea of turning something around or, or making a change is it's simple in in theory mm-hmm. that oh you just you have to look at what's going on for you and you have to change it to this but it's definitely not the easiest thing to do yeah completely and i agree completely and it's the same way where i can i'm easy like i'm great at giving somebody advice but then taking my own advice it's also tough too it's like i sometimes playing devil's advocate or um i feel like um i can't think of the word right now um, a hypocrite when I would tell somebody something because it's, it's easy looking from the outside but when from the inside it's like you might be dealing with the same thing but you, it's hard because you got that fog around you oh yeah when you're too close to something it's really hard to pierce that that mm-hmm. veil of um, uncertainty or, or whatever it is and, and sometimes we lie to ourselves about <laughs> yeah. what it is it's like no 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 this is not an issue mm-hmm. but then you can go to your buddy and you're like oh well maybe you should work on this it's the same exact thing, but you're just thing, like, yep. oh, no. I mean, I think the biggest thing I hear is, like, self-care, right? Like, mm-hmm. my job is to help people with self-care and get them through uh, some of the struggles that they're dealing with, whether they're anxious or they've had a traumatic experience or if they have ADHD or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, that common phrase you always say is, um, there's two. Like, put your oxygen mask on so you can help other people mm-hmm. or you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, and you hear that all the time Um, that's what you have to do and I know my personality is like 
I know what I need to yeah. do, but I'm like, no, I have to I have to be there for this person. I have to do this. I have to follow up there. I have like 18 things going on. And sometimes I really just have to like emotionally slap myself in the face and say, hey, go for that run. Yeah. Do this thing. Medi- <laughs> for me, I love meditating. Mm-hmm. That's something I've been so- slowly changing. It's do. amazing. But if you were to ask me the last time I meditated, it was probably weeks ago mm-hmm. because we've been moving and we've been working, you know, the nonprofit we've been working on and just a whole bunch of stuff, the podcast. Yeah. Um, and so I always talk about the importance of meditation. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I should meditate tonight. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, Chopped is on. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch Chopped mm-hmm. instead. And that's a whole nother podcast i could talk yeah. to you about is, okay. is food just and chopped. cooking and chopped oh same here um but i think it, i think you're right it's really easy to to be that person for other people and if you don't have those type of people surrounding you it's really hard for you to be that person for yourself absolutely and what i've gotten from just this this brief moment talking with you is that community is a huge thing for you even the very beginning when we were talking about your story mm-hmm. you're like oh oldest son you know, just really have to be this model for people. And, and like, I don't know if you said pressure, but feeling like you have to yeah. achieve. And that comes from a sense of not necessarily, and I, and I don't want to speak for you, but the, the sense I got was not necessarily a bunch of people putting that pressure on you, even though there might be some, but you it's really feeling, just myself. Yeah, yeah, you feeling like the onus to be like, okay, I got to lead uh, and, and be a role model for, for this stuff. What, um, when do you think you, you really realized having supporting, this is a weird question because yeah. like you could, you could pontificate about this all the time and just be like, Oh, of course you need a supportive cast of characters in your mm-hmm. life. But when did that really sink in for you? Like maybe you were, had people who weren't as supportive and you had to like cut them loose or, um, make decisions on what to invest your time in. Well, I mean, I just remember somebody, you uh, I remember hearing or somebody telling me it's like you you're you're the company you you bled in or something like that and I just remember I was just overworking myself and just getting to that point where it's like all I do is work and I was getting like complacent working I, I loved working but it was all I knew and it just it, I was getting tired out I was getting run down and but then I, at the same time I was surrounded by all these people doing the same thing and you can tell they were like getting run down because they're just working hours. All they do is work. They go home, sleep, wake up, do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like tweaked at me a little bit. It's like maybe it's like let me just change the attitude a little bit, and you can slowly see it. Like it crack a joke or something, and you can see the smiles, and it gets contagious. And then I figured I can make a change that way. And then at the same time, I was like, I kind of need that in my life. Where like there's days where I'm just like run down, and I just need just a little pick me up or somebody telling me something. And just like just somebody to talk to, and then I just not even reached out. It's just like positive energy just attracts positive energy, and then just slowly and slowly, I've just had people just come by, and then even me, I'll just send a text message every once in a while. It's like, hey, just hope you're doing everything all right. It's like just want to say, hey, thank you for everything you're doing, or I appreciate you, just something simple like that. And they'll brighten their day, and they're like, yeah, well, thank you so much, and they do the same thing every once in a while for me. It's just right. it's just some of those little random acts of kindness and random acts of just like something just give somebody and that i think that speaks to an amazing point too that gratitude can be really regulating mm-hmm. on yourself like really really sharing gratitude with other people um and, and giving back mm-hmm. to other people it sounds kind of counterintuitive it's <laughs> yeah. like hey be be gracious show your gratitude give back and make you feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but really it is because like when you look at it and we could get into a bunch of science on the nervous system mm-hmm. and emotions and mental health, but um, I do that a lot. So <laughs> I'm going to spare the listeners a little bit of this, but the, the idea of uh, coming from a place of being gracious and, and showing gratitude is, is a place of calmness in your nervous system. And you can kind of biohack some of your emotions by actually investing in gratitude and giving back. Uh, it's one of the biggest things I work with with like kids with anxiety who may be doing homeschooling mm-hmm. because of their anxiety. Uh, one of the things I'll, I'll tell their parents is, okay, this is where you're at, but they need still need to be invested in their community. They still need to be present, and they need to kind of work on their anxiety through through a way that's not just in your face confrontation, but a way that helps them regulate the, themselves and 
one of the biggest things is to to give back go to a soup kitchen go to you know like that MSPCA or or, or whatever and, and kind of give back to the community and I'm gonna go on and on yeah no, <laughs> just here. stop me now but like the idea is 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 pretty amazing to to biohack yourself and by being gracious is is a concept that I think a lot of like the older um, generations have learned or like the monks <laughs> like mm-hmm. Buddhist monks and stuff they know all about that stuff um, and it, I think we lose that sometimes because we're so focused on on ourselves or what we need to do for ourselves or, or what we think we need to do right yeah mm-hmm. valid point mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so very cool stuff um, so I know y- you have a couple more minutes left yeah so I got I mean I got all the time for you so oh good yeah okay. i like to hear that. it makes me feel good <laughs> see practicing gratitude right there. yeah um so what so i want to talk a little bit about your fitness regime because i feel like i'd be remiss if having a marine here and not talking about <laughs> it um has fitness always been like a, an important thing in your life or oh it has i mean for the most part i mean i've always liked to be physically fit i mean i've liked running oh nobody likes running i don't, I don't know what anybody <laughs> says they like running i don't like running i'm a marine we run and i still don't like running i just gotten better at it i'm not the best runner but <laughs> i've gotten better at it um that's what i tell people too is mm-hmm. like i have to work really hard when i run but if you want a couch move i'm your guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um no i'm trying to think uh honestly i mean since i was younger i mean i was always into like taking taekwondo or doing some sports and stuff like that it was never really something i thought about it just kind of like was it just a part of me and like through like the marine corps it actually has helped because it, it keeps me from being complacent and like we have a, a physical fitness test that i just went did like a couple uh last week actually and so like you have to year you have you're training for a physical fitness test and then this after you finish that you're like okay you think you can relax but no like as soon as that happens now you're training for our combat fitness test, which is like the second half of the year. So you're you're constantly training and putting your body, I guess, not being complacent. So, which I that's why one of the big things I love about the Marine Corps. It's kind of like it's kind of my own personal trainer. They're pushing me to do better because right. again, it's like it's not only just for myself. It's also for the guys the left and right of me. It's like I want to be able to be efficient in all aspects for not just physical health but like mental health as well so right it's like uh built-in accountability absolutely um but like legit (laughs) (laughs) not just like oh you're not going for a run today okay i'm gonna yep defriend you or whatever (laughs) it's like oh no you Uh have to to kind of keep up with the the group with the team um so one of my favorite questions to ask people um we haven't done on the podcast yet but um in general when we talk about exercise and, and things of that nature i think you hit it with with the mental health too mm-hmm. what are some of the benefits you get from like a really good workout i think i mean i never even thought about it it's like i mean you they always have that that runner's high after you run you just like that that feeling you get but i, don't know, I just like i i like I like setting these goals for myself and being able to accomplish them. Like so, like I wanna, I wanna lift this next week, and or I wanna get to this certain point, and then I get to it, and it's like, was it easy? Was, and then just taking it and learning the science behind it, mm-hmm. and then just like building onto it. And it's like, all right, so I did that. That was fun. Like, that was tough. Let's, let's, what can I do now? It's like, and just kind of like, at the same time, it was like setting these goals for myself. It also, not just in the workout, it also puts me in that mental state of not just in the gym or other physical aspects, but like other aspects like, oh, well, I just did this, I can do that. And then if I go to work, well, we, I had a good day, but how could it have been better? How could I have changed it this way? How could I have uh, made it more efficient at work? And then and then even through Marine Corps, it's like, a, like yeah, we, we accomplished all this, but what what didn't we do? What could, what could we had more time to do this if we just focused on something else and it's just... And so, again, it's just setting these goals. So, again, maybe just, like, okay, I lifted 10 more pounds than I did last week. But then what can I do next week? So, it's, like, it's, right. again, it's just a goal. But at the same time, it's it it's setting yourself goals and pushing yourself to do it. Right. And it, so uh, that's really prevalent, right? Like, being able to 
monitor your progress and mm-hmm. have that like okay look this is where i was before this is where i'm now it gives you a clear delineation of like oh i can exert myself uh, mentally and physically to this point to achieve that can bleed into all this other stuff and i, I like what you're talking about it's almost like adaptability of oh, okay my gym session was really good because I, I went up 10 pounds and that seems trivial to a lot of people who who maybe don't lift or don't get it like oh cool you can live 10 extra pounds mm-hmm. but a lot of effort goes into that 10 extra pounds there's a lot of mental a lot of physical deadlifting for sure right mm-hmm. like as you add pounds to that you're like holy crap that was tough yeah <laughs> but I know, I know i can hit that so i'm gonna i'm gonna push myself a little bit further within reason but that bleeds over to a lot of stuff is, is exerting that control and that will mm-hmm. uh can really help adapt and and move forward for a lot of other things too yeah so that discipline I like the way you went with that. I, I was meaning like, oh, do you feel less anxious? Or, oh, no, no. Oh, my lung <laughs> capacity is much better. But like that's that's a key thing that I, I think a lot of people don't focus on is that it's not you're not in isolation when you do anything, mm-hmm. right? It, it bleeds in like art or, you know, changing your diet or getting some sleep. If it was just in that one area that you see improvement, then it'd be like, oh, I don't know how much I want to do this. But as it bleeds into other things, you can see how it's all interconnected and you make improvements on one area, it kind of flows. Mm-hmm. Kind of what you're saying is, is when you put that that philosophy out there, you put that, that good energy out there, stuff just kind of naturally flows together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the cloud. Like, you know, if you think about your iPhones or Samsung users, I mean, you got your iPhone, you got your Mac, and you got all this, like, all these things that are connected. But, like, obviously, well, I I forgot where I was going with this, but, <laughs> but you can kind of see what I'm saying. It's like you got all these different things, and they are connected in a certain way, even though they're somewhat different, so, but it's, it's your life. So, right. I mean, I'm working out one place here, one aspect, but at the same time, it's helping me somewhere else in another aspect that I'm doing. So, yeah. so what is your favorite like workout? Like, there's memes out there. It's like, oh, leg day. If you're, everyone hates leg, oh, leg everyone day. Everyone hates leg day. We know you hate running. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> so what is a like your your favorite workout to do? What do you look forward to doing? Oh man, that's that's tough. Like, I, honestly, I really like swimming. My biggest fear is drowning. Actually. Yeah. So, which which is funny because it just made me an even better swimmer because of my fear of drowning. Um, so I guess that swimming is a good one. But when it comes to like weightlifting, I I don't know. I, I like the bench. I like being able to push my own body weight and just mm-hmm. be. I guess that's the definition of strength. And then, I mean, leg day. I I've gotten better with it. I still don't like leg day because I'm always on my feet. So like, yeah. if I do one leg day, I'm just wobbling all day and looking <laughs> <laughs> looking like I need a sandwich or something. But um, but no, uh, I would yeah, I want to say either like swimming or like benching is just one of my favorites. Swimming is a, like a great equalizer too, because mm-hmm. you can be really strong and be a terrible swimmer. I remember, uh, so I I fell downstairs when I was little, and my right shoulder is messed up from that. If I do too much with that, or if I carry too much on one side, I, I can feel it in my neck mm-hmm. and, and my shoulder. And so swimming's really therapeutic for me. I'm not a great swimmer, but like I feel confident in my ability to swim. Um, but sometimes I get in the pool, and then I see like 80 year old ladies who just don't doing stop. Yeah, they just don't stop. And, like, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And it really it's a cool perception because it's like you can be the toughest guy, you can bench the most, but like there's always going to be someone who does something better than you. Uh, you know, sometimes I like to define myself as oh I like fitness i've overcome a lot of stuff with my own personal my journey with that and and nutrition and you know not to sound cocky but i I feel confident in that and then i go to the pool and i'm just like damn (laughs) 80 80 year old ladies just laughing me left and right no it's funny you say that because like i I, the way i think about it's like if you're at the point where like you're the strongest person in the room it's like leave the room and find someone who's stronger it's like just like because at that point you're going to start getting complacent mm-hmm. and you don't really it's hard to set those goals when you think you're already on top of like if you think you know it all you don't it's like right. so so yeah i guess the weird aspect where you're saying is like it's perfect because like i, I, I never say it like i try to stay humble i'm never saying i'm the better at best at this yep. best at that but like once i feel myself getting to these goals it's like i, I want more i want more and it's just not being it's not being not happy what i'm at it's just 
getting that ambition of just like there's more I can do and how can I better myself at this yeah. aspect. So. It's 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 a growth model, right? Yeah, you're you're really looking to be like, it's not to be the cockiest, even though it's some kind of mm-hmm. you know if if you have a good set with benching, like there is some cockiness to oh, it. Yeah, you're like, like oh, I just put that up. <laughs> uh, but it, it's more of that growth factor in in the sense of like, oh, I want to do better. And for me, and people are gonna love this or hate it is that's why i love calisthenics is that you know there's it's great for progression it's great for regression too so if i if i'm doing too many pull-ups and i get like bursitis in my arm or something Mm -hmm. i i can easily regress but still work on those skills even by doing lightweight um you know door frame kind of pulls i can still work some of those muscles and get a nice workout Mm -hmm. in but not be doing the pull-ups and putting a lot of tension on that or the same thing with push-ups you can easily regress and still continue your progress. Mm-hmm. But at some point you're going to be able to do like however many push-ups, and you can, can continue to go for numbers or you can start taking limbs away and really getting proficient at mm-hmm. these higher level things. Like for me, bridging, I'm really confident in my bridging. I love doing well, yeah, bridges. Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on, you know, I can drop down into a bridge. I can get up that way, but I'm still working on the kickover because – just scares me <laughs> um i can do it i'm just scared so i'm working on that but things like the front lever or muscle ups like i can do them but not proficiently so there's always room to improve so i love that fact that like hey i may be really good at this thing but there's a bunch of other things i can c- continue to work on too so i have this room i'm never going to get bored with hanging from a bar i'm mm-hmm. never going to get bored with using my weight to move or, or work on my movement pattern so it's it's fun oh yeah just think about it yeah it's like right on it's like i mean yeah there's days where like i get up and i mean you you choose how your day is going to be i mean if it's a rainy day you can say it's going to suck all day but i mean when it comes down to it you make your day it's like how do you want your day to be you want to get up and first thing you do is jump on your phone social media or you want to get up and do a couple push-ups or go for like a run i mean Mm -hmm. that just sets the course of how the rest of the day is going to be so One of my favorite things to work on when I wake up is um, breath control. And Mm -hmm. in yoga, there's a lot of like locks you can do with like uh, stomach vacuums and and things of that nature. And I find that if I just spend five minutes doing that stuff, I instantly have more energy than if I was to down like I still drink coffee. But like Mm -hmm. if I was to down a huge coffee, um, this gives me more energy and it it evens my mood out a lot more because it's, you know, just this you know creation of self like creating mm-hmm. that fire breath within so it's a fun breathing technique sometimes i don't do it just like the, <laughs> the yeah. meditation yeah you know like, but it, you want to see you do it and someday you're like oh, yeah yeah because you have to do that stuff on an empty stomach otherwise you're going to make yourself throw up um and sometimes i'm like man i just want some some almond butter and bananas and i'll just go right to that um and then i'm like oh i can't do it right now but i'll, I'll do it later I like that philosophy though. Like you do have that choice. If it's a, my daughter, the other day actually said to me, it was kind of gloomy out, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm gonna wear all rainbows today," oh. and I was like, "That's cool. Why are you doing that?" And she's like, "I want the sun to come out, and if I wear all rainbows, it's gonna make it a sunnier day." And I was like, "Wow." <laughs> I was like really impressed. Yeah, was, that was a philosopher right there. I know. <laughs> she's giving me a run for my money. Um, all right, I got a couple more questions, and, yeah. and then we'll end. Uh, so there's two standard questions, but before we get to those, I like to end on, on those. Um, are you still connected with any of those people you went through the LACES program with? Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, Abel Raju. Uh, I always call him Raju, Rajuguiz. His name's Rajuguiz, but it's just an inside joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it was funny because, I mean, we, we were somewhat close, not too much in high school. And his dad, like, one day they came to the restaurant, and his dad's like, yeah, he's he's home all the time. He's like, he needs to go out more. And it's like, ever since then, it's just, I mean, all we've done was hang out. I mean, we went backpacking last year up in uh, the White Mountains. And, I mean, so, yeah, there's a couple of good, I mean, Aaron Dunka, um, I followed him a couple of times, too, on Facebook. And yeah. he's doing some doing some stuff as well, so. But, um, yeah, mainly just like, Abel, like, me and him are really super close now, too. So. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. We still got to set up that uh, Mount Washington oh, yeah. hike at some point. Oh, please, please. I've been itching for one. So. Nice. And the weather's getting nice. So. Yeah, it, it, 
up there it's always relative (laughs) (laughs) yeah um all right so last two questions the first one is what superpower would you want if you could pick any superpower wow that's that is a tough one Part of me wants to read minds, but at the same time, it's like, I really don't want to know what people are thinking half the time. Um, That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Maybe it's a move thing, like telekinesis, just to move things with my mind. But then again, I feel like I'd get really lazy if I do that, too. Right. Oh, man, that's a... You're just bench-pressed with telekinesis. (laughs) (laughs) It's either maybe be able to fly or be able to, like swim underwater without like like breathe underwater i think would be really nice too oh that'd be cool for swimming yeah, so, too so yeah so it's either or between either flying or breathing underwater but i want to say not i'm gonna go say breathing underwater but nice yeah good all right so that's that question uh and then the flip side of that is what superpower do you have currently in real life influence i think honestly it's like to do not it's make somebody, I guess, do something that they probably wouldn't normally, not say want to do, but maybe not think they could be able to do. So it's like, man, it's like, again, like something at the gym is like, oh, I don't think I could do that. It's like, well, of course, with that attitude, of course you can't do that. So, I mean, just kind of like, yeah, I want say influence. So just pushing, some, like able to push somebody to do something they can do. Right. Yeah. That's great. For a second there, I thought you were turning evil villain there like, oh, oh, no. make people do, <laughs> do what they don't want to do, do. Like, yeah. <laughs> good all right any uh last mottos or phrases you want to throw out before oh, we finish man so many i can think of but uh i guess uh positive energy attracts positive energy nice yeah. well johnny thanks for coming on man it's been yeah, an honor to have me. you thanks for your service thank and, you for uh, the support you know look forward to Finding out what happens in your future. You have so many paths to I know, like, go I'm down. Still, I'm it's like it's almost like to a coin flip right now where I'm just trying to figure out which direction I want to go in. But uh, I mean, I know I'll be happy either or. It's just looking down the future. What do I want for myself? Right. So once we get the gym open, I want you to come by. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so we can have fun on, on the jungle gyms. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> good times. Good, good All right, time. man. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you're interested in being a guest, please send us an email at info at thepromethianproject.org. If you're interested in getting more information, you can hit us up at that same email or visit our website, www.thepromethianproject.org. If you like what you're hearing, Please feel free to uh, give us a five-star review or do any kind of review that you feel is necessary. And um, hit that like, hit that share, let people know what we're doing. And as always, the most important step in any journey is the next one. We'll see you next time on Break the Chains, Find Your Flame.